I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 433 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Fantastic. Yeah, that's good. The team didn't lose on the weekend. That's true. Oh. Got to be in it to win it, but sometimes it helps if you're not. See, here's the thing. They are losing every day in the papers, though. <laughs> I was going to say, categorically, I don't think there's any way for you to say that. Because the West Tigers would have done something over the weekend, and whatever that was, they would have lost at it. Well, that's that's a little harsh. They didn't play. Also puts they didn't play in their chosen sport, which is what I've been. Okay, so, which, so what you're saying that this weekend, so so Glenn, this weekend you're saying that the that in fact, despite popular uh, popular opinion, uh, the West Tigers were not in fucking game this weekend. No, they most certainly were not in a game. Sack, sack Madge, he fucking tells he's, he's a liar. Li- he lies. He's a, a compulsive yeah. liar. Madge has been exposed. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> and Pasco. Fuck the him. West Tigers were not in a game involving the Roosters and the Titans. <laughs> Nor any other teams. Yes. Yeah. And the other, let's face it, that was their best case scenario. <laughs> let's, be, let's be real. <laughs> On their bestest of best days. <laughs> it was really just the Roosters because, I mean, the Knights even had some a, a short break between them and eight. So, um, you think Tigers would have done better than the than the, the Titans did? Oh, it would have been more entertaining. Why would it have been more entertaining than a fucking thrilling one-point game that was literally live until the very last play of the match? Why because would it have been more entertaining? the last play of the match would have been even more embarrassing had the Tigers been involved. We know this. It's written. I think that Noffel would have scored. Noffel would have scored down that wing and it would have brought the final scoreline to 25 yeah, points to 6. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> because that game... See, that game was live, as you said, all the way till the last play. And so there was no trash time. So there was no opportunity yeah. for Noffel Did you hear him say the West Tigers would have lost 25 to 6? Yeah, Noffel would have scored in that, on the last play <laughs> oh, of the game. Yeah. And it's the finals, and, oh, no, because yeah, no, because who's going to kick the goal from out there for the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, no he'd still be injured. So it'd be 25 to 4. Um, <laughs> it was actually probably more likely, if you look at it, for Luke Brooks to run 80 metres <laughs> right after the siren and then have it called back. 25 nil. <laughs> <laughs> How good you're oh. still talking about the Tigers. You you fucking you 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 brought you brought this shit up. I did. You brought up the tigers. You invoked the name of the cursed side. Now (laughs) we need to get into this shit because I am currently running on the wonders of Western medicine. So, because I believe in science, as I have absolutely fucked my back today, I have taken things prescribed to me from a pharmacist. And I'm not counting on crystals and bay leaves to heal me. Slipped a vertebrae so, well, trying just, to suck yourself just off. Very, just very quickly. Very, yeah, was it, was it, yeah, you were trying to suck yourself off, weren't you? No. What were you doing? Were you, were you actually at the gym when you did it? Yeah, I was at the gym. Trying so to suck yourself it? off. Jeez, that's awkward. <laughs> what were you doing? What you, what, what did you do to fuck it? Sorry? What, what did you do to fuck it, though? Uh, I was doing... Uh, lateral raises. I was working my shoulders. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. you just got yourself in the back, in the wrong position with That's your back it. when you were so doing that. Like yeah, okay. I have to, I have to build my shoulders up. Just carrying you cunts the whole year. Um, well, I dare say that. I mean, if every you're time I talk to you, as much as you as you think you are, you should be fucking yoked. You should be like Dorian yeah, Yates. Exactly. Every time you fucking come on this show, you tell us that you've been to the gym and you're still built like a fucking accountant. So train harder, cunt. <laughs> That's actually. <laughs> Hilariously, a compliment. 
I'm sure because, it is compared to how you're actually built. Because because when he started, he was fucking he was he was like a uh, he was he was like a built like an accountant at fucking Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> no, you've inadvertently just told me I'm built like a porn star. Because that's the new code word for people who fuck for a living, is they're an accountant. Hey, that's however, you want to, does. however you want to splice it and dice it, that's great. <laughs> anyway, can you ask, speaking of that, Nathan, can you, can you ask your wife if she got my text message about doing my tax? <laughs> Interesting segue, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe she, she, she got your air quotes, text messages about, air quotes, your tax. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because she's an air quotes accountant. <laughs> oh, have we got any listeners in the tax office? Because uh, that'd be fucking have... hilarious if there was a Blakely audit. Yeah, fucking bring it on. It wouldn't... wouldn't... Oh, look at him. He's, 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 he's so fucking tough until fucking oh. they're crawling through his fucking... Through, through the shoeboxes in his cupboard looking for receipts for shit. Yeah. 9,000 boxes of Kleenex as a business expense. <laughs> 9,001. And what about this moisturizer? What's that all about? A leather belt. I, thought, I, I, just, I, I just thought, yeah. Box I thought of Mars bars. Tears, Gwenny. <laughs> What's that, sorry? Right. Anyway, I thought I would have said that the 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 tissues were more for the tears. No, it's for fucking jacking that, that off. That was what I was implying. Uh huh. Yeah. So, given that the clock's ticking <laughs> and you're and you're about to collapse, shall we shall we talk about some games? First week of the finals, and uh, what a great round of matches it was. Um, the first one on Friday night, I was up there and. Uh, I tell you, everything worked out perfectly except for the game itself. Um, I knew the traffic would be an absolute fucking dog getting up there, so I left early, like four or something like that, to get up there. And we got up there um, quite early, got up there about five thirty, and actually had a good run with the traffic. Shout out to Minyama Mackers who gave us tons of packs of Pokemon cards without buying too many Happy Meals, so we had a fucking great start to the day. And then the game happened. Although the game, what a Sunshine Coast Stadium did rule itself out at least for now, temporarily, as being somewhere that could support large-scale games. I think their capacity... It says here that the crowd was 9,120, but I heard it was sold out, and I thought their capacity was more like 12. But for this game, they actually built, like, two sort of scaffolding stands that extended the main stand, and um, uncomfortable as fuck those stands were, let me tell you, because I was in one of them. But um, as we get through to the gate we get into the express line, which is the line to get your ticket scanned that isn't if you have a if you have a bag to be checked or something like that. Yeah. And our line's just not fucking moving. I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on with the express line? And then someone walks down the line or all the lines and said, Oh yeah, all of the ticket tech scanning machines uh on this gate have uh, gone down. So we can't scan your tickets at the moment. And I think it caused a massive backlog because I saw some other people on Twitter saying they didn't get into the fucking game until like 10 minutes in and stuff like that. We got in fine because we were there, we were there early. But um, uh, the ground was a treat though. There was a, there was a picture. It was full and a uh, good crowd. And uh, unfortunately though, the Melbourne Storm uh, 40 to feed the mighty Manly Seagulls 12. Uh, 40 points to the Storm came through tries to uh, Pappenhausen, a double. Uh, Lume Lume, Bromwich, Welch and Justin Ollum. Uh, Pappy, five conversions, two penalty goals, and a two-point field goal, which is probably the high watermark for disrespectful field goals, perhaps only challenged by the Paul Gallon one just because it was fucking Paul Gallon doing it. Mm. But um, this Pappenhausen one, he was fucking up there. And just for the just for the record, it was just definitely a dis- it definitely qualifies as a disrespectful field goal. I mean, we had that discussion last week with the, fuck, what was it, Milford. Mm. Yeah, Milford that's it. ticking one when it was really just the ice game. This this one, the the game was fucking iced sixty minutes prior, so there was there was no no doubt about it. It, was, it definitely qualified as fucking as uh, as disrespectful. And uh, it looks like well, it looks like Pappy's back anyway, and he's uh, he's not rattled um, anymore. He's not he's not listening to the fucking uh, constantly as he's playing the game anymore. And uh, looks like he's some he's somewhat approximate approximating his best. I mean, it's definitely much to the much to the detriment of Nico Hines for sure. Now, now if the Sharks were trying to sign him, I'd say they'd probably get him for less. 
than they actually than they actually spent the, yeah. because at the moment, I mean, now Pappy's come back. Um, Hines is looking you know, like a completely different proposition. I mean, just through the you know further lack of use. Um, this one, this one was fucking over like straight away, largely in part thanks to a multitude of errors from uncharacteristically so from Morgan Harper, who you know led in the first try, uh, led in led in the second try by not, by not tackling low enough. Uh, I can't remember, but I know he did. I know he made two more bad mistakes. And um, that, at that point, that was just that fucking out of the game. I mean, they kind of gave themselves the best chance they had to get back into the game was when I think it was 18 nil, and they um, put the kick in for Saab to score, uh, took it to 18-6, and then they had a great set in defense after that. And then I think they dropped it immediately, though, after they sort of, or in, on their next set, which gave the Storm the ball at halfway. And that was pretty much fucking, that that was the, the window yeah. was shut at that yep. point. Um, the Storm, I mean, and, and like we talked about the game they played a month ago and how they made X amount of mistakes. I don't know what the final mistake was, uh, mistake count was in this game. But if it wasn't higher, it was certainly much more at like crucial times and ultimately when you look at the storm with like 60% possession yeah. and all <clears> nine errors that made it cut. 19 was it? So nine, okay, so nine, nine, nine. On oh, nine. Okay. Nine. So all of those nine were like fucking critical, <laughs> critical 30, errors. 36 missed tackles doesn't help either. Yeah. And I, and I basically, and with, and with only 40% of the possession and of that 40% of possession was just, it was like carting it out from the corner. Yeah, like pretty much the entire time, they just they did not give themselves a fucking opportunity to even compete in the game, much less win it. That's it. And the Storm didn't have to do a fucking lot, really. I mean, the Storm just had to play their solid, you know, low mistake, you know, you know, controlling game, a field position game, and which they did, which they did, you know, tremendously well. And Manly did the rest for them, just by fucking. I mean, like literally before the game even fucking got started. Yeah, they were fucking like the first kickoff. They barely got it out of the in, in goal, um, just because it was bouncing around, and then obviously the early mistake and you know for the set up that try down the left hand side after after Harper dropped it, and that was yeah, and then that was fucking pretty much it's, all she wrote. And the storm when they get like a reasonable lead, then you know especially this time of year, I mean they know how to fucking strangle a game, yeah. you know better than any other side in the comp probably. It it's probably one of the unrealized um, downsides of such a big gap in, in quality between the sides. You know, we've spoken at length this year about the tiers of the teams and how you've got the like the, the top tier and then sort of tier 1.5 and then everyone else that that's making up the eight. In that Manly didn't really look to have an idea of how to get back into the game because they haven't been in that situation. Like I just think it was gone so quick. I think it was just gone so quickly they just didn't. They didn't have a chance anyway. That, you know yeah, I mean? that's it. But but they never. And that's also like coupled mounting. with the changing of the rules over the last like week or two, mm. where or last round or two, where just in time for the finals, it feels like that the referees have decided. Although the six again thing is a rule, they don't have to enforce it nearly as fucking rigorously as they yeah. as they like. Which and, and then when you've got teams that love traditionally love the wrestle and that's and lie on players and stuff when they can accumulate it like an 18 nil lead without doing much because they've been invited to all of their points yeah then they can just do their thing with it with impunity and it makes it harder for teams to come back as well you know yeah it does so um yeah the average play of the ball speed was was high for both sides um and what hurt manly as well with the nine penalties yeah. which were the majority of them were, were high shots and, and lazy arm <clears throat> high shots. Yeah. But it's just crazy that, like, you know, the, the Felice Cafusi put a dog shot on Tommy, you know, in the first, like, I think it was the first set or second set for nothing. Ruben Garrett copped one straight in the face as well with nothing, you know, happen. But, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. They weren't in it. They weren't, they weren't even in it. They didn't give themselves the opportunity to be in it anyway. So, um. What, what was a go of the week at with Tommy? Like he he was well, he had four guys on him every time he fucking touched the ball. That was that was the first thing. And so, do you and, think that was more Melbourne keeping him out of the game, yeah. or something with him wasn't 
I'll tell you there were th- there were there were there were at least two variables that that I noticed, um, if not three. The first one was Storm, you know, did what they did in the first game, and you know, Manly probably should have, you know, the, you know, they should have figured out a way to to deal with it after the first game, but they didn't. And what that's what the Storm do is they it, most sides when you watch watch the games against Manly. Sides are so scared of Tommy that what they'll do is they'll kick it over to like to Garrick or Saab, and so yep. what happens is they cut it back up, they take the hit, then uh, then yeah, then then if Saab cuts it up, then Garrick will get in, he'll take the next one, and then th- and then Tommy will do something with, or you know the third tackle or second tackle. Yeah, what they do, what the Storm do, different to everyone else, is they they'll kick it straight to Tommy, have the discipline to present a straight line in the chase for him, and. Then basically smash him and lie on him and lie on him. First tackle, give away six again if they have to. Then that just starts to set off without that kind of forward momentum, and he doesn't get he doesn't get the opportunity to come back into it, you know, until a couple of tackles down the line. And so what they do, they take away some of the more dangerous time of the set when for Manly to score like full you know length of the field tries and yeah, that's and that it. sort of stuff. That was that was point that was point one, but point two. And look, I tell you, like. Put the Paul Rudd fucking Hot Ones gift up there. Who would have thought this is me saying this shit? <laughs> but fuck me, Lachlan Croker. I've apologised to this man. I apologised to the man mid-season. Like I said that he, you know, he'd come good and he'd surprise me. But I need to, I need to double down on my on my thoughts about Lachlan Croker. His absence was so fucking critical to the side in this game. It fucking blew me away. I mean, um. Lawton is a hooker by trade, but he hasn't done a lot of hooking at Manly this year. He's mostly been a back rower and uh, interchange back rower, and occasionally the last couple of weeks he's kind of been doing you know ten to fifteen minutes stints towards the end of a game. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but Croker is so he is so switched on in the way that he brings Tommy into the attack. That it fucking it was he was a huge it was a huge loss. Also, he's kicking out of out of dummy half as well, where he's he's become you know not too bad at like getting forty twenties or near, you know near forty twenties and just providing another you know sort of sneak option for a kick when you know when the set's not going anywhere and that kind of thing. Um, and the, the other thing with he was defensively the I mean that channel there between you know sort of on the just you know to the right of the middle. Yep, Lawton is you know he's he's an adequate defender, but the loss of Croker there, who barely misses a tackle ever, yeah, it fucked up that entire right hand side and left them like short. Left it left them short just to the right of the middle so many times to the point where like normally it was like you'd almost have an extra man to Daly's left every time. And what was happening is because Lawton wasn't, I don't know if he was you know coming across enough or he wasn't, he was having trouble holding it down in the middle and couldn't get across. Yep. That like it just basically left like the, you know this huge gap there, where it was just like you know just, like Daly had to defend like two sides worth you know alone because they weren't coming across you know like they like they they have been all year you know so, um, fingers crossed he's back. I hear he's I hear he trained today and he's, he'll be back this week and I can, and I cannot I say again I cannot fucking believe that I'm saying this, but he is actually fucking a crucial fucking cog in the machine and yeah. uh, I, it was and it was only on Friday night that I realised just how just how much, and now and now I see now I see what Desi sees, uh, completely. And so, uh, you know, which is a testament to, I guess, how how much uh, Froggy has improved over the course of the season. There you go, Glennie, You want to say something, mate? Oh, I was in, I was impressed with Melbourne. <clears throat> you know, they obviously started really well, and and they just, like you say, they they didn't really need to do anything super spectacular. They just did played like Melbourne. They, they controlled possession. Yep. You know, to you know sixty. 60-40, um, they had the lion's share of um, field position um, mm-hmm. and made the most of it and just kicking game was, was impeccable and, you know, Manly didn't start well, but as you say, against most other sides, they'll find a way back in, but they just got sh- just strangled out of out of the game as, yeah. as the game wore on, so... I think the Storm might be the only team in the competition now, in like in in the in the current state of the game where it is, where a, a decent lead, like you know, like three try lead, mm. is something that you know you can almost count on them to defend. Yeah, yep. I will say that Lumi Lumi, he's um, he does some great things, and um, 
you see it quite often. Um, new wingers for the Storm come in, they do some spectacular stuff, and then they can have some unhappy moments. And then Belly ta- Bellamy takes them away <laughs> out of the side. I don't know what he does to them, beats them over the head or, or whatever, and they come back. <laughs> They come back, you know, twice the player they were before. He's not obviously not going to have that opportunity this year. So, um, he's he's got a he's got a moment in him. <laughs> Let's be honest. He it's funny it. you mentioned it though, because they actually warmed up in front of us, and um, and when they were doing the little drills just for the you know the chip kicks and the high balls mm. and stuff like that, he looked fucking shaky every single time. And I'm like, oh my yeah, god, wow. kick it, kick it to this fucking guy because. He's, you know, he's he's got the ability to be absolutely terrible, and and you know they and they basically did it like once, and mm. you know for a try to Saab, and then obviously the um the second Saab try, which which was the only saving grace in the entire game, I think for me was that, you know, despite everything, at least we didn't concede the most humiliating fucking try yeah. of the round, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the, you know, still conquering still, you know, Vunavalu, Vunavalu when he was at the Storm had. Had those sort of moments very early on when he came into first grade. Um, George Jennings, he's had smatterings of them over his career for a couple of different clubs. Um, so yeah. you know, I just um, if if you were going to say Melbourne have a have a weakness, peppering him with different types of kicks, um, if you can get a, a share of possession, is, yeah. is definitely one way to maybe find a chink in the armor. Yep, and I think that. Um... And and Fox is going to be back in time for their next game, isn't he? So mm. that's probably it for Lumi for 2021. Yeah, yeah, true. That's it. On the Seoshals, Clevo said, Melbourne Storm putting 40 on Manly in a finals game with a disrespectful field goal is delicious. There you go, Hunter. Said, see a couple of the Manly players talking to the Storm players, laughing afterwards, probably saying, "Any jobs going over there?" Ian, unlikely. Said, shame Tommy Turbo doesn't get to go up against the Cowboys or Tigers in the finals. Absolute myth. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking Darren. I'm just. I, I will be. I will be fucking taking a list of receipts for uh, for future reference. Darren, I get to, I get to every one of you cunts. Said Harper's been watching <laughs> Hodge's Origin debut for some how to play in big game tips. Uh, Phil said Manly need to get more creative around the ruck. Melbourne are identifying the ball runner early and getting off their line quick to pressure them. That's pretty that's accurate. That's the lack of Croker. Yeah, that's, it did seem. And that's, and that's because Croker wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. So the first episode I ever listened to was around three years ago when I was looking for something to listen to on my way to work. I had no idea it was an explicit content pod at this stage. I'll never forget Jay's question to Nathan regarding DCE. So when did the cunt turn into a turnstile? It's the first time I'd ever heard such honesty in a publicly accessible program. Since the glorious (laughs) words were uttered, I haven't missed an episode. As a result, I have grown as a human being and as a member of society. It seems DCE has not made the same progress. <laughs> it, look, I'm, I am, I am one to fucking call out DCE's shortcomings, and fuck me, there are a lot of them. But I can't think of too many sevens, bar Cleary, that could have stopped Pappy in that situation when when he decided to put the fucking toe down. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There's nothing he doing there. And there was and there was no one coming across inside in, inside to you know help close that gap either. It was just basically like the, the <laughs> only go, saving Dale, grace. You... DCE did show his true colours and stuck a foot out to try and trip him because mm. um, that's the sort of absolute dog player that he is. Look, use the use the tools available to you. I mean, the, the NRL don't give you twelve weeks for tripping anymore. They only find you fifteen hundred bucks. So yeah, why it. the fuck not? <laughs> exactly, uh, Joshua. If you're not Saab cheating, deserves. you're not trying. Saab deserves all the credit in the world. Yes, he's seven foot tall and quick as hell, but he's also in the right place at the right time so often, which isn't an accident. That is absolutely correct. Uh, Lando, the Aussiest man alive, said, I think this is how everyone who's not a Manly fan or trying to dick ride one saw this game going. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. uh, Ben, unpopular opinion. Turbo is the new Mitch Moses. <laughs> Fuck. 
All right. Uh, Just making notes. Andrew, who is (laughs) fucking your sensei, prior to this game, Manly faced the prospect of having to beat the Storms twice to win the grand final. Now we only have to beat them once. I call that a win. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And that's the funniest thing. Like, I was obviously, I was filthy after the game, but, um, but then the the way the rest of the weekend sort of shook out, I was like, well, actually, it's kind of it's it's the scenario that I wanted to see happen anyway, yeah. which was get Penrith and Melbourne onto the same side of the draw before the grand final, and so so we didn't have to go through those two sides until the yeah. grand final again. And then it turns out that's uh, that's the way it's worked out. So the manly was shit, but sorry, sorry, go Chris ahead. Chris said. Manly was shit, but Melbourne just slow the game down and lay all over the tackle in big games with a game of who blinks first with the refs. The ref blinks first almost always in the finals, and Bellamy knows it. Correct. I would agree. Nice. Are we on to the next? Or you got one more? On to the next. All right. The uh, elimination final 5v8 on uh, Saturday afternoon up there in North Queensland at the Abattoir. The Roosters 25 defeated the Titans 24. The Roosters tries through uh, Matt Ikevalu, Teddy, Tupo, and J Moz. Kieran, three conversions, one penalty goal. Sam Walker with a field goal. The Titans side, uh, they had their 24 <coughs> points scored through tries to Bo Firma, Big Tino, Brian Kelly, and Jared Wallace. Um, Fogarty, three conversions and a penalty goal. And. Uh, that's it. Field goal. The difference. Crazy finish. Crazy finish. I think two moments for this game. Both Sam Walker and Patrick Herbert had career pivotal moments. <laughs> Herbert for all the wrong reasons. Walker stepped up, kicked a field goal um, after only come on, coming onto the field in the 70-odd minute. Um, I think Herbert... Obviously, if he has his time again, he either gives the water for feeder or, or gives um, Corey Thompson a pass it to a good it. finishing winger yeah. who's fucking completely unmarked. See, that was like, that was what I thought the, the commentators were talking about. Why didn't he give it to Thompson? But they're all then raving about, oh, Fafita's waving his arms around. I'm like, what about the fucking Thompson open the, winger? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fafita would have been, you know, obviously he would have trampled as well. I mean, of course. But. But the open winger isn't. I mean, that's the safety first play that you train for mm. every single session through the Especially year. Especially when you're down by one. Oh yeah, but I mean, I want to rewind a little bit. Herbert is is rightfully taking the brunt of the criticism just for his selection of what he did. You know, the, you know, hogging it and then trying to pass all too late. But by the same token, like it was it was it was both firmer down the left, wasn't it? Who made that large break? Yeah. Like learn to position your fucking support runner, mate. Like he ran his support runner away from a position where he could have set him up for a simple catch and pass, and they would have scored in the left corner on that one run. Um, yeah, you know, so, it. like, it was just... it was just, fun. And and then they, you know, you got the all-or-nothing play at the end there. They had tackles up their sleeve. They had some time up their sleeve as well. They didn't have to play... They didn't have to score on that one play then. They could have, you know, had a shot, not chucked it over the sideline, gone back to the centre, potted a field goal extra time, you know? Yeah. But it, it was just... Horrible panic merchant stuff at the end of the game for a team, really, a, a team that's not experienced in you know that hasn't has never seen big games like this you know for such a long time, and uh, and even across their whole history they've barely had you know games like this at this kind of pressure cooker level anyway. But um, yeah. roosters, look, yeah. roosters were still impressive. I thought I thought they were really strong through the middle. Um, Tedesco had another strong game, and. Um, yeah, they fucking midway through the season, I was death riding the trucks, thinking there's no possible way they could keep it going. And we've spoken about it at length in previous episodes, but they just keep yep. finding a fucking way. You know, like any other side with that injury toll, mm-hmm. is is lucky to avoid the spoon. <laughs> these yep. guys, these guys are correct. Into, you know, say what you want about. You know the Titans or, or whatever, but these guys are in a week, week two of the finals, and and you look at the injury toll and the critical players that have retired, and um and you know Luke Keary, arguably outside of Tedesco, probably their most important player, has barely played this year. Um, 
it's it's fucking impressive. Said it a number of times, but um, they just keep finding a way. Yeah, I, I would. I watched this game, and like it was it was a great game because of the closeness. But but yeah. like, I, I I I enjoyed watching this game because I knew that we had one of these guys next week, mm. and like they both completed like sixty seven percent, and were general genuinely terrible at times. And especially defensively, um, so yeah, I mean, I think like I, I give the Roosters all the credit in the world for getting it done, and like in a field goal off, I mean, I'm going to back the Roosters 100 percent of the time against the Titans because in those key positions they just had guys that just weren't, you know, up to those clutch moments, and uh, and it bit them hard in the end. And I uh, I hope that I hope that uh, Herbert is okay because fuck me like. <laughs> That's just one of those moments where, like, you just delete your social media accounts because the absolute shit that would have come his way. Well, I mean, it started yeah. immediately, didn't it? Corey, they had the camera right on Corey's face, yeah. and then he's like, and, "And I know it was fucking something, cunt." I can't, fucking I can't remember bullshit. what it was, but that's yeah, fucking yeah, bullshit, cunts, is what he said. Yeah, and just and just roasted him. I mean, he obviously learned that from Noffa in his time at the Tigers, but um. Was he talking to him though? You got to remember. I think it, it was is possible jet, for these guys. He, it, to, that wasn't to the one be was, frustrated at a situation. Yeah, it was. There, it was after the fact when he did that one, and so that was general frustration. However, immediately when it happened, and Herbert sort of on the ground by the try line, um, you know, under under some players, and Corey sort of took two paces forwards towards that pack and just absolutely unloaded something um, as well. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say he's wrong, regardless of what he said. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, in the in the heat of the moment, I mean, you can, you know, by all means, express your express your frustration. But man, like, just not enough is being made. I think of of both firm, like the way he's, I can see he was trying to position his support runner because he knew he obviously he had Teddy coming up in front of him, but he he ultimately ended up running away from him. And uh, and making it impossible to, to yeah it, it should have been a simple draw and pass and then whoever I can't remember who it was over there on his left that was um looming up beside him and uh, yeah it should have been an easy over into the left hand corner and they didn't and you know this Patrick Herbert business you know needn't have happened but um yeah like I said inexper- yeah. inexperience a lot of young players and ones that aren't young Sammy was it yeah. okay and like Sammy you know could yeah he could have done a better job getting himself yeah. You know where he needed to be, but you know it's all easy for us to say too. In the, I mean, I don't think I think the Titans were they were down that end planning on you know maybe their best hope was to somehow try and get it in the middle and get take a crack from forty meters ish, you know, yeah. of a field goal. And the fact that a massive break line, you know, they it just came it just came open for them too easily, <laughs> and they you know to the point where they didn't know what to do with it when they got it. Rush of blood and again. Lack of big exactly. game experience. You know? Yeah, and just yeah, the emotion. Exactly. Like, yeah, and I, I do, I do feel for Titans fans though too because that shit is legitimately like top tier heartbreaking shit. To you know, the only way it could have been worse if it was if it was the grand final. So, uh, so thoughts and prayers to Titans people, and um. I don't know what else I want to say about it. You got anything else to say about it, fellas? No, I'm good. No, not all at right. all. Shane in the Facebook group said, what a fucking game. Hard luck to the Titans, and they showed their creds today. If they can build on this for next year, they'll be a real threat. Stuart said, surely, surely, Corey Thompson is conditioned for that last pass to go over the sideline, acting like he's never <laughs> been there before. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel said, Sam Walker, superstar. Hashtag Battlers of the Comp. Hashtag the People's Team. Jesus. You're not. Shane. And shut up. Said Herbert played a great game. Such a shame that all anyone will remember is not dishing that pass. Yeah, that is a mm-hmm. roughie. Norts said Titans played at a better level tonight. Still plenty of improvement needed, but next year is our year. Uh, at scotty 2 Noddy on the tweet machine said, We did it better than I thought we would. Kind of bummed, but that's footy. And we shall give the final word on this to the master of uh, Titans fans. Hammers, 
said, that's the most heartbreaking loss in the Titans' short history. Feel for Herbert. He was close to our best all game. Hopefully this pain is fueled to be much better next year. Now, excuse me while I take this toaster for a bath. (laughs) Here for an offload, mate. That's it. Much like Corey Thompson was, but, you know... And if, and, if Patrick, and if Patrick Herbert would like to learn how to how to how to give an offload, then go to uh, nrl.com forward slash state of mind. <laughs> Hashtag that. Um, <laughs> uh, the next game, we move on to the qualifying final two v three. The South Sydney Rabbitohs sixteen defeat the Panthers ten up there at the uh, abattoir in front of a crowd of just over eighteen thousand in attendance. The Rabbitohs sixteen tries to Cody Walker and Jackson Polo. Reynolds, one conversion and three penalty goals. The Panthers, 10, came through a try to Stephen Crichton, uh, a conversion to Nathan Cleary, and two penalty goals to Nathan Cleary. Off you go, stepdad. It, if, you, if you look at this game, the, the one thing that I've been touting all year as, as one of their greatest assets is exactly what they didn't fucking have. Mm. And that's patience. So all year, they've been the team, and it's happened on multiple occasions, even against South the last time, where early on, there's points scored, and they're able to compose themselves to rise as a group and to push back and to say, that's great, you've scored, but... We're going to go up a gear here. Let's see how long you can stay with us for. And every time, it's not long. That's the answer to that question. How long can teams stay with Penrith for when they're at top gear? Not long. This game, and for whatever reason it was, be it that it was the finals, be it the disruption to fullback, um, who fucking knows? But there was almost zero patience in that side. And it presented itself in some odd places as well. Like I thought, you know, while Burton had a good game, he made a couple of decisions that on the surface when I first yeah, saw well, I them, thought I he thought was out of sorts, selfish uh, decisions. Just, just, I don't know if it was, and, and I'm not trying to insult him, yeah. I, I don't know if it was the occasion, like you say, or just one of those nights, but it's just you just haven't seen him, like over the course of the last season or so, you haven't seen him make that many wrong decisions all, all year and he made as many in this game. Yeah. 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 It, and obviously wrong decisions. <laughs> it, it's not as if he took a chance and, ah, uh, well, you know what? That wasn't a wrong option. It just didn't come off. I think it, it was because it, it was just a, a larger part of like the entire um, system of panic that, that, like I haven't seen him panic like that since probably the grand final last year. And it, and, and it was like... You, like that, Luai yeah, is exactly. making mistakes, nothing's happening for Cleary either. I think Burton's wrong decisions. I think they they all st- and the longer the game went, and it only really sort of crept in mostly after that that try to Paulo mm. to to give South a lead again, and it just seemed like yeah. from that moment on they were they were in this yeah. frantic catch up mode, and I think that things weren't working, so people were trying to take shit into their own hands and make something happen, and it just never did. Yeah. Like they, that they played the last ten minutes yeah. of that game. Yeah, exactly. Five times. It was like over. a solid thirty minutes of like just like panic, yeah. panic and, footy. And you had things like yeah, Crichton coming from the back yeah. and you know trying to you know dish yeah. like flick pass to to Staines who, who you know again you know not not good and you know dropping it like you know thirty meters out and then you know then the Souths reload again, like. Yeah, and they had great opportunities to, even though, like straight, I think it was straight after the Rabbitohs scored that try, and they're leading sixteen ten, and and they and, and clearly put that bomb down, and, yeah. and like AJ just drops it cold, and it was then you go boom, well, but then and the Panthers mm. they set up exactly the way they wanted, they executed it pretty well, they had a huge overlap over on the left hand side, but then the on their left hand side, but the rabbits desire and like I mean the, the, particularly in that incident, like their the defense was like almost fucking inspirational mm. the way that like, you know, Toa is usually yeah. the guy that's going to fucking carry guys that's over it. the line or duck under and sort of scoot out the other side and score a try. And, you know, especially when there was such a large overlap, but the fact that they, they had this massive mm. overlap and they still seemed like they had four guys carting him over the sideline. Mm. I thought Crichton, he, he had a couple of, yeah, a couple it. of errors. 
Um, I thought, given the change of position as well, I know he has played a fair amount of fullback, but thought he was one of Penrith's best. Um, and for South, um, Joe Arrow. I, I think that's he, the best he, game Joe Arrow's yeah, ever played. I, I think he ever. changed the course of the game when he came on. Yeah. I Yeah. He certainly did. But but in saying that, take nothing away from like South's forward pack mm. really got in there and were on top early. So oh, you know, Burgess Nichols, also, yeah. You know, Burgess. That that was that again. That you know, you, you talk it was it was probably yeah. one of the best games you've you've seen Arrow play. That was probably one of the better Burgess performances Can you imagine I've the, seen as well. So could, could you imagine the, the could you imagine the South dynasty? Sorry, if they had have managed to time the peaks of the Burgesses more closely together, mm. because the way they've gone, I mean, Luke never had a peak because he was yeah. fucking scrub. But like, yeah. you take the other three, Sam was like dominant, like you know, twenty fourteen, and then he start, then when he when injuries caught up to him a little bit, and he and, you know, and his hands started to let him down. George was unstoppable. George disappears now. Tom's unstoppable. Mm. <laughs> like, can you yeah. imagine if they had have got those three together at the same? Yeah. Like, they would have won <laughs> fucking three comps in a row. But um, Jesus but yeah, he was right. he was excellent as well. Um, was Tommy? But um, yeah. South were just excellent in def- like the, just their defense was just like I, I don't even think their attack came together that well. To be I, honest, I think um, that's really what rattled Penrith a bit, and that's what maybe started the onset of of, of as you guys have said the panic is that yeah, they certainly Luai and Cleary are so adept at reading a game and and identifying what the defense is going to give them and working to that and, and exploiting that. Whereas I, I would have liked to have seen them, you know, tick on and be like, ah, oh, okay, they're rushing up. So mm. what, we're, we're going to kick on the third a bunch of times. They're, they're expending so much energy rushing up that mm. we're going to kick on the third yeah. and just turn these big cunts around. And, we, and we're just going to do that three or four sets in a row. Um, and they proved it last time. Like when they played South, there's there's probably no other highly ranked team that deals as poorly with continued pressure as South does mm. because it gets in their fucking head. You know? And after this game, the the shining light at the end of it, and, and fuck it, it's always going to be better to win the first week of the finals, get your week off, whatever it is. Most of our players, or a lot of our important players, have had some pretty lengthy stints yeah. off this year, so it's not like they're burnt out. So the the week off may not be the issue that that it previously would have been, and that was close to the worst game that that unit has played all year. I know there were some losses earlier on when you know there were Origin people missing or injuries or whatever it was, but as a as a team where most of your first grade squad was available to you, that was about the worst performance they've put in. And they still nearly got it. So as long as the attitudes can be fixed and as long as that patience can be drilled back in before next week, I don't think there's too many And look, problems. I don't think they have much to worry about. So, uh, I, I think yeah, next week, I think next week is not the problem run. to them. It's, it's the week after. And I just wonder with some of the performances of the, of the sides that we saw, I just wonder if it's... A, I mean, like you said, like Panthers had a, had players on the sidelines a bit, so you wouldn't think that they'd be, you know, they'd be burned out or anything like that. But they fucking looked it a bit, to be honest. Whereas the Storm, Bellamy's a master at resting players, and he's been doing it for the last couple of weeks, and they looked fresh. I'm I'm not sure it was burned out in terms of fatigue. I'm seriously just they they didn't have yeah. a plan. For what Souths took to them, hmm. yeah, I think that was the issue, not not so much burnout. But right. anyway, on the socials on that one, if the socials want to load, no, the socials don't want to load. Oh, here we are, Dave said not one to rate Campbell Graham, but he kept Toto in his pocket all game. Cleary was as present as Turbo was in last night's game. South deserve the win. Would you guys make it a press conference? Wiley old bastard, Uncle press Dave. conferences. I loved it. I was I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They, I they did, all said I, exactly I, what they had to say. Ivan, 
you know, he he the, the journalist fucking baited him into it and he gave them what they wanted. So I was a little bit, you know, dis- ill-disciplined on his behalf. I mean, obviously he didn't say anything too bad or anything that, you know, was you know, going to cost him any, any bucks. But he did sort of, what he did do, he bit on that shit that Wayne was talking about, which just gives, you know, which just gives, I mean, that, that sort of shit gives Wayne another 10 years of his life. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, how he, that's how he sustains his fucking existence. Yeah. And... And the yeah, way that you know, the, the the things that Ivan went off about in in his press conference, it was almost as if Wayne's conference had been first. Like he he, he just played into the script of what Wayne wanted to happen. You know the whole. Yeah. So it just it just you know it. I think it just went bad. It just went very badly for him. Um, over overall, just in terms of you know, I mean, it's not going to. Is it going to affect anything? Of course, it's not going to affect anything. I mean, he said he he had his say. It's not going to affect shit. Wayne, you know, said, "Well, this is how it is." I mean, I agree with Ivan, and you know, it's the way it is. And you know, it's not me. I don't do it. I mean, what, I can't remember what he said, but he's, he's like he'd only ever you know contacted the referees. Like, you know, he used to do it. Like he used to do it a lot back in the day. But then they stopped answering his calls, so he just stopped, and he's only done it twice since or something. Yeah, but um, yeah. Look, it's just it's all yeah. it's all good theatre. I think. Fuck yeah. Uh, Timothy, so we didn't show up tonight. Not enough run, too many mistakes. Now we have to do it the hard way. That ground ripped up more than a Dragons player contract. Yeah, we, we, and we said barbecue. that. Yeah, and we, yeah. we, did, and we said it that did was going to happen. Pretty I mean, we saw it the week before. Yeah. Uh, Nathan said, was playing a full-strength team against the Eels the right call? Two injuries from that game brought in the plotters, stains, and eyes. How the narrative's changed on fucking stains over the last... 12 months. Uh, Rishi. Yeah. Uh, Rishi said, my team doesn't play well. The opposition does. We lose the game by six. Calculus checks out. At Joseph Palazzi on Twitter, said a double-ended Mars bar for Nate and Jay while Glenn chokes himself and watches in the corner. Yeah. This weekend was, was my design. Well, Glenn, it, featured my fucking it, team. Glenny, <laughs> if, if, if this weekend was your design, I want to give you a, a unreserved thanks on behalf, I can. I think I can speak for stepdad when I thank you on his behalf as well. Um, I'll start calling you th- fucking thank you, th- I'll Start speaking for everything. Th- thank you, thank you, thank Correct. you for our teams being in week two of the finals. Glenn, <laughs> appreciate it, mate. You're welcome. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, Lambretta said Penrith have spent two years defining how not to panic under pressure. Then last night they forgot all the lessons they had been handing out and tried to score every time half a chance presented itself. Poor execution did the rest. That's a pretty apt. Finally, the elimination final six v seven on Sunday at uh, at the farm in the farmiest farm they ever farmed in Rockhampton there at Brown Park. Um, the Eels twenty eight defeated the Knights twenty. The Eels twenty eight came through a double to Blake Ferguson, uh, Wanga Blake, Mitch Moses, and uh, Penasini also with tries. Moses four conversions. The Knights twenty came through a hat trick to Anari Tuala, Heimel Hunt with the other one, and Clifford two or four conversions. Glennie. I thought, what did you think of this one, Glenny? To win, I thought the Knights really needed Mitchell Pearce and Caelan Ponga to, to impose themselves on the game, and they really didn't do enough of it. Um, and when Parramatta came for them, they, they didn't, they wilted. And when you give a flat track bully like Mitchell Moses the flattest of fucking flat tracks to, to work with, that's the end result. I think his his running game he was obviously, you know, part of their game plan was was quite obviously for him to run the ball more, um, and he can be a very damaging runner um, when given time and space. And if you not if he's not knocked on his ass often and early, um, his confidence grows, and that's that's been the the case over the entire course of his career. Uh, I think Newcastle allowed. Moses to, to dictate terms to them and and if you, if you do that he's um he's good enough to to beat them but I just I would have expected to be honest I expected more from Mitchell Pearce in particular given his experience um and to really get drag Parramatta into a grind um and and hold them in a grind with his kicking game and and then. Equally, I would have expected Caelan Ponga to be able to jump on the back of that and 
throw some individual pieces of brilliance and, and that's probably a recipe where Newcastle can, can come away with a win. But unfortunately, they, they, they just didn't get there. Do you now accept, now that the season is over, that perhaps you were dick riding the Knights too hard and they weren't the team you thought they were? Despite what, despite There's a lot what, of insinuations that I'm dick riding lots of things. I'm entitled to an opinion Despite what Stepdad and, and myself was telling you over the past two or three weeks when you were fucking high on their fumes. I feel like, I feel like the Knights have got the pieces. Um, but it's one thing to have the pieces, but you need to... Um, you need to put them in place and and have them working effectively. And unfortunately, they didn't do it. Hey, so stepdad, when you're watching this game, I, I, when I was watching it, I got the same feeling that I got watching the Saturday games. You know, for Manly's behalf, I thought, "Wow, Panthers are gonna like doesn't matter. Whoever comes, whoever comes out of this game, is going to get absolutely yes. punished because they were just." Yeah, that's there were it. just far too many lapses on both, for both of these teams. It doesn't didn't matter which one. I mean, the, like it's the the contrasts and the similarities. And but I mean, yeah. like the the Parramatta Eels right hand side defense with uh with Blake Ferguson just got fucking exposed a couple of times, really poorly exposed a couple of times. But on the same time, on the same note, yep. So did the Knights down that same side. You know what I mean? And then you had the two fullbacks that are, you know, the two massively yeah, hot exactly. fullbacks. You've got your Gutho on the eel side, who was um, terrific in defence but couldn't, you know, can't attack. Well, sorry, yeah, yeah, can't attack. And then you've got Ponga on the other side, who's, you know, terrific in attack and cannot defend. It's, I, I, like, it was a, it was a good, it was a nice, exciting game the way it, the way it panned out, especially the way, the, like, it looked like the Eels were running away with it. And then when the Knights managed to get, bang those two tries on, on Ferguson in quick succession, uh, it certainly made for an exciting, you know, sort of climax. And we had a little bit of chaos at the end there with the penalty try. I suppose we should talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I thought that I, I had 100% zero issues with any of that. Yeah. I was okay with it. I think they got it right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's definitely one of those things. And, yeah. and this is just by the nature of penalty tries. When the bunker are making an assumption on the likelihood yeah. of someone scoring, that's where it falls down. Be, because you're no longer saying like it's like I, I like the the obstruction rule, where it is quite simply the ball was yeah, caught yeah, on the inside white, yeah. shoulder. Like that that is exactly. You look at that and you go, okay, fuck, and you can whinge that oh the defence wasn't impeded at all, there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. However, yeah. the rule yeah. is I mean, the, I, for me, this one was when you when you get down to the fact of in our well, the, the thing is, he doesn't have to definitely have scored, scored anyway. That's that's not part of the criteria. It's, but um, it the uh, the thing is, like Panasini, he had the ball, would have had the ball had he not been tackled around the legs. He would have been probably what two meters out with the ball bounced straight into his bread basket. And the thing that really killed them once again, Callum Ponga's defense. He had overrun the play already and hadn't started to turn around by the time Panasini got the ball. So, and there was no one coming. There was no one coming through on the inside anywhere near it either. So, what, all, all you were left with was an absolute gaping hole. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and, and a player that you know got to the ball despite being tackled around the legs and you know almost got it anyway. So this was this was one of the more cut and dried yeah. ones, I think. Yeah. And um, the only, the only you know real. Complaining, I, I saw about it was the, the the kick from Gutho, but you know we had the Billy Slater clause for you know drop kick kicking as long as they determine it, you know as long as it, like it looks like the intention is to kick the ball, it can hit the ground first and be like a drop kick, and that's that's fine. So yeah, I had I had no problem with any aspect of that, and you know and look, I wanted the Eels to lose, but you got to hand it to them, they got it done. But they definitely were looking more like the the eels of August than sure. they were the ones that that really put it to the storm a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, true, true. Socials on that one. Chris said, "Credit to Newcastle <laughs> fans. You deserve to lose fuck like them. that. Fuck them fuck. kids." Um, one of the Mitchell. Said, I give credit to the Newcastle Cucks, but just not good enough to take oh, down the King baby. 
Hashtag, hashtag fucking Kingdom. take your toaster for a bath, lad. Uh, Paul. I'm in here for an offload, mate. So what a clash of the fullbacks. <laughs> Gutho, good under a high ball, but nowhere in attack. Still not Pong good enough good in attack, attack though. Nowhere yeah, in Pong, I mean, Just not enough involvement. Yeah. And I think you were speaking to that like in you know, previous weeks as well, Glennie. Mm. And, and here's the thing. When you look at how Pappy injected himself into that yep. game at exactly the right moment mm-hmm. compared to Ponga, and and their weapons are almost identical in that it's just that insane acceleration. The way that the way they go from a standing start or a jog yep. to full pelt is fucking mind boggling, both of them. Um, he just Pappy's wants just the ball more using it. to me. It so, seems uh, he's just at, always and it's a bit like Tedesco. Yeah. He's always where the ball is. Ponga is not always where the fucking ball is. That's the problem. Hmm. Well, it's it's basic fullback. It really is. Um, Little Buffalo said, Eels versus Knights as a para fan. I would have been happy with a 10-minute sin bin. Lots of weird decisions on this game. How does, How does he stay on the paddy? Because when he got up, like, um, he was clearly he knocked the fuck. He proper staggered. And he sort of sta- got up and sort of staggered, like straight into one of his teammates. Like he was, I, I thought that one of these HIA like instant off yeah. sort of criterias was if they're exhibiting like you know like signs of you know disorientation or whatever. That's immediately you know you kind of it's not even an on field check. It's yeah. just like you're off to be checked at that point. So he had a tough day. He would have had a he would have That's had a, a, a sore head. Yeah, after that game, because because he got that knockout that knockout blow, but he yeah. took some big shots after as well. Yeah, he did. Puck. It's the games, boys. Are. That's that. It's the games. So We're I guess on that note, it's uh, full time for episode four thirty three. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, yeah, make sure you head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to find links to our various social media communities, Patreon, and much more. But uh, speaking of the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Get in there, join the fun. Additional episodes every week and extra goodies as well. So we'd love to have you in there. Um, and of course, if you'd like to support the show, you can also drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, get to our Facebook community at the aforementioned link and uh, invite a friend. Anything else you want to add, boys? Speak- oh, sorry. You- speaking of, of Apple reviews. Yes. Um, we successfully gave away our last Manscaped Weed Whacker. Yep. I sent that probably to, about a week uh, ago too, so there'll be weeds being whacked as we speak. <laughs> followers. So, uh, now, this one is going to be not judged randomly, but judged on uh, talent. So right. from here on in, from this day, we're going to run this for, uh, what have we got left of the finals? Three weeks? Yeah. You got, uh, yeah, three more weeks, yep. Lovely. Um, to the best iTunes review as voted by us. Yep. Now, um, the the way around it, if you've already left an iTunes review, which you can't do too, is to fucking suck it up and realize that life's not fair. No, you can also, so, if, you, if you update a previous review, it'll come back yep. in at the, you know, dated at the new date, so... If you've done one in the past, you can you can update it. Um, but yeah, and just keep in mind, sometimes these these reviews take. It's we'll probably we'll we'll announce the winner on the grand final episode just because sometimes these reviews take a, a week or so to show up. So it'll give people a chance. It'll it. give everyone the best chance possible for th- for it to show up, so we actually see it. And and if your iTunes store is a different country to Australia, let us know that you have written a review. Yeah, because we don't get notified of that. Yep, yep, and and all, and yeah, feel free to send us a screenshot of it or whatever you know, um, to make it easier. Fuck yeah, do that. How good? Awesome. All right, uh, nice. we won't look at the tipping this week. I'll look at it. Look at it on Wednesday, and uh, see how things are going there. And uh, it should just almost be about decided. But um, anything else, fellas, before we pull the pin? That's, That's it. us. All right. On that note, we'll uh, talk to you fellas on Wednesday. See ya. Later.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.